Hi everyone and welcome to Rob Evans 365, day number 369. And today I want to talk to you about focused life choices. Because when it comes to your life and where you are right now, no matter whether you're happy or you're unhappy with where you are, it all has come about by the choices that you've made in life. Now people talk about life balance, which I'm not sure that I really like that because uh, I think there are going to be times in your life where it becomes unbalanced. And I think that's just realistic, isn't it? There'll be some times when you may be particularly busy at work or uh, you know, things that happen in your life that um, you know, cause things to be uh, tilted from one way to another, away from, say, relationships and family towards work or towards a particular goal that you're working towards, um, and other times where it is tilted toward, more towards family and away from um, you know, those other things that are important in your life, uh, like your, your family and loved ones and so forth. And um, I can use a, a few examples there for me, from my personal experience. Obviously, uh, the period of time, those that have been listening for a while and uh, have heard me talk about this before, but when my dad passed away, uh, and you know there was um, probably oh gosh back when we were dad uh, had Alzheimer's and there was a period of time there where we had to um, find basically take him out of home his home and have him looked after safely. Now by way of background, dad lived in Bendigo, which is about two and a half hours drive from me here. My brother was an hour and a half away, and. Uh, Mum had passed away a number of years before, so it was just him. And he didn't want to come to Melbourne, he wanted to stay there. So we had to go about finding some accommodation for him. So I was charged with that responsibility. And um, uh, that took up a lot of my time. Lots of phone calls, lots of driving, lots of uh, travel to and from uh, Melbourne to Bendigo. And then there was the time where we had to get dad's house ready for sale. Now, both mum and dad were hoarders, so there was such an enormous task of uh, cleaning out dad's house and getting it ready for sale, not just the garden and everything that had become overrun, but um, just everything else. And I think I worked for about 45 days straight in terms of my normal work, and then I would drive up on a Friday night uh, to dad's place, I'd work all weekend, I would come back on Sunday and get ready for, like Sunday night, and get ready for uh, the next week ahead here, and go back the next week. And it was just constant, 45 days in a row, I think it was, that um, I was doing that. And I was, uh, I was tired after it, I can tell you. Uh, not just the physical part of it, but the mental strain and so forth. So um, that meant in some ways I was very tilted towards helping out uh, dad and that part of the family, but that came at a cost also of not spending as much time with my kids because they were they were down here um, and Cherie and I wasn't spending as much time with her either because of her commitments down uh, here. Um, so you know, there were those times where you just have to you know tilt toward, and then Dad passed away, and and um, you know again uh, it took me out of my business for about two two weeks or so. Uh, while I, I took care of all of that. And that was at a time when 
I didn't have the staffing in place and uh, I had to you know, work around it with, um, I, had, I had some staffing in place, but not, not to where uh, it is now. So um, you know, that came at, um, it came at a cost for me redirecting my, my energy from business uh, towards uh, the personal side of it. So you get what I'm saying. There are times where you just have to, have to do that. So your life, it goes out of balance. So I think this, you know, people talk about work-life balance. Uh, really, I think it's about work-life choices and what it is that you want to achieve in life because you can have it all, but it does come down to those choices. And I think it's about uh, making sure that you've, you've got clear communication with those people that are near and dear to you in your heart so that they know what your mission is, you're on the same page, um, but you don't sacrifice all for, um, yeah, all for one type of thing. Um, it, it, there has to be, I guess, compromise in relationships and so forth so that you can achieve everything is that uh, you want to achieve. You can't always be heading down one path at the expense of I'm going to completely ignore uh, you know, your family and uh, health uh, and so forth. So why I'm talking about this today is that we're in winter at the moment and even uh, as I picked up uh, one of the magazines in the supermarket yesterday, those free ones that they give out, uh, with showing recipes and that kind of stuff. And they talk about the winter comfort food and, you know, the really heavy, heavy type meals and uh, the recipes and stuff. And people say, oh, I really love that, you know, winter food. I mean, I love my salads all year round, but uh, the point is that people go through this, it's cold, I need to eat this type of food. I'm going to be less active because it's cold and dark outside. And... Uh, you know, this, this mindset of what we go through in winter and to then just to have to lose all these extra kilos as it starts to warm up again. And now they're just, to me, silly choices that people make to put them where they are right now. And that's unhappy when it comes to, to spring. And I think for me, for instance, both of my shoulder operations have been choices that I've made. Uh, very important decisions for me. I mean, I could have not had the surgery. I could have saved about $7,000 by not having the surgery and still being in pain, but being able to go forth and do workouts and be in a bit of pain with my shoulders, but still be able to do them. Uh, but my mindset is I want to maximize the use of my body you know i want to i've still got things that i want to achieve physically for myself and i can't do that if my shoulders aren't quite right and the only way that i was going to know exactly what was wrong with them was to have the surgery and that was during that surgery that we discovered what the issue was and it was then fixed so for me that was a definite choice that i made to put myself in a much better position so that I could, I was looking at the, the long-term, the long-term success of that. Now come, you know, like the, the right shoulder uh, was over two years ago. My current shoulder that I'm having pain with was six months ago. Uh, but I know that uh, if I focus on the long-term, then I'm going to be in a much better position than I was if I didn't have the surgery. Now, 
like taking away the, the shoulder from it, which I'm rehabilitating every single day, um, and it will get better. I, I have faith in myself and I have faith in the surgeon. I have faith in a Gemma physio as well uh, to get my body back to where it needs to be. But I was recording a, a short a video on Instagram TV this morning and I said that I am in the best health and condition that I have ever been in in my life. And I turned 51 this year, but I'm in the shape of my life. And I'm more focused, I think, than I've ever been before. I'm more driven. And to me, that's really exciting. And I'm 51. I get people that come to me that are in their late 20s and early 30s that say I'm getting old now. So I don't consider myself old. I consider myself as just starting to you know, embrace life and, and grab it by the scruff of the neck and get the most out of it. I mean, that's how I see it. I mean, it's a, life is a beautiful gift. And I want to maximize every bit of it through every aspect of my life. And that includes making sure that my body is strong. I mean, yesterday, I don't know, well, I mentioned this yesterday. I can't remember the, the time I did the podcast yesterday. But yesterday, I did uh, a personal best of 250 kilos on uh, the leg press. Never done it before, ever. I think I did mention it. And uh, I managed to do that yesterday, all because I know what drives me. I know what's important. I know what I want to achieve. And I go out in there and do it. And I think that there's, a, there's something interesting here. So I'm, I'm looking at my, uh, my studio here right now. And I created this studio so that it was this this beautiful place of inspiration for me because I'm the one that spends the most time in here, not the clients. And I wanted it to be a place where it's like my health and fitness church, if you like. And every wall that I look at, every picture I look at, each word that I look at has a deep meaning to me. So I have one wall across my, my studio uh, which uh, faces the street and uh, it's a wall that was blank for a long period of time and like literally nothing on it. I'm like, I want to make that my, my vision, my dream wall as to what it is that inspires me and drives me and will do the same for others. So after giving it much, much thought, I came up with these these words that I wanted to have appear on this, on this wall. And it says, dreams come true here. And then underneath that, I was like my um, little vision statement at the, at the time, which was profoundly improving the health of our nation. And I know I might, I might change that one day, uh, but I mean, that still resonates with me. I mean, that's what I want to do. I guess uh, I want to have a more of a global impact now. At the time I put that up there, I was probably limiting my thinking a little. Uh, but um, now I think I would say something like, um, our six, uh, sorry, your success is our priority. But I wanted to focus on the, the topic that I said about dreams come true here. Because I think what a lot of people do is they dream and it be, remains a dream. Okay, the dream of doing this, the dream of earning this much money, the dream of meeting this person, the dream of you know, writing a book, the dream of having this body. 
without actually doing anything about it. Now, dreams aren't, don't really drive uh, that sort of action that you need to get to the, what you want the dream to be. So what I say is that a dream needs to be turned into a vision. And that's what I help people do. But unless you've got a vision, unless you can see it in your mind's eye, then you'll never achieve it. It will always remain a dream for you. And you say, oh, well, I guess I'm too old for that now. I mean, that, that's rubbish. I mean, dreams need to be turned into reality via having a clear vision and taking huge steps, massive, consistent action until you get the goal that, and outcome that you want. And that's, that is the difference. And all of that comes about by choices. Now, if I look at this wall now, so in, I don't know, it was blank for a long period of time. But now when I look at the wall, I have, uh, what have we got? 4, 8, 12, 16, 20, 24. And I've still got more to put up, but there's 24 celebrity photos of me uh, with these high-profile, well-known celebrities and then I've got uh, some athletes uh, in the middle there that um, I've got their signed uh, memorabilia so I've got Arnold he's uh, he's one of my Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, you know since I was I got into bodybuilding he was somebody that I I followed uh, passionately and I just love what he stands for uh, despite what you may think about his acting or or his movies um, he's uh, an incredibly brilliant uh, real estate investor, a very, very powerful mind. I mean, you don't get to become governor of California uh, if you're not, uh, you're not a smart person. And so then under him, I have Michael Jordan, who, uh, you know, I, I was never good enough to play basketball. I was always too short to play it. Uh, but I loved him as an athlete. Um, I got to see him play only on TV um, in, in my era before he, he retired. And I believe, you know, he's like the certainly one of, or if not the greatest basketballer that's ever lived. I know that's subject to debate, but that's just my perspective. Uh, now I've also got a, a photo of Bruce Lee, um, or series of photos with Bruce Lee, actually. And Bruce Lee, to me, was way ahead of his time. And, you know, there was a, a lot of contention about the way that he, he died and everything and, uh, you know, maybe with drugs and that in his system, I guess we'll never really know. But um, he was an incredible athlete. Uh, his discipline, like he really changed the way that people train uh, for martial arts back in the, you know, the 60s and 70s and... Uh, you know, for us to still be talking about it now. And sometimes people have a greater legacy once they have passed away. But he's just an incredible athlete. And the action in his movies were, were just amazing. And then under him, and I know this one's going to be controversial, uh, but it's uh, Lance Armstrong. And uh, whether you uh, like him or not, I certainly don't condone what he has done. Um, so he's a cyclist, for those of you who don't know who Lance Armstrong is, and won the Tour de France seven times and a bunch of other things. And uh, he was found guilty back in 2012, I think. 
uh, of, of being a drug cheat and admitted on Oprah's show of taking drugs for every Tour de France win. And the, uh, the UCI and Tour de France body stripped him of all of his wins. And uh, yeah, I don't endorse that at all. Um, as an athlete, uh, I think he was an incredible athlete. He did the wrong thing, uh, but I think he was a, an incredible athlete. Uh, so anyway, that, they are the people that, uh, as, lo as well, a lo sorry, along with all those celebrities, that to me, I look at that board, that wall, and each photo has its own story, just like I've told you just there, and each one has a different meaning to me. And I look at the work that has gone into really each one and what each person, each celebrity I'm standing next to, um, I, I, you know, what they have done for my life. And um, even though I may have only spent some moments with these celebrities, it's like, wow, the power of those moments and who these people are and, and what action did I take to put me in a photo frame next to that person? Uh, I think that's, that's incredible. Uh, it's all come about from the life choices that I've made. So I've said that 2019 was going to be my year. As I, I said that I'd, last year, late last year, I had gone all in with investing in staff and uh, you know, making sure that I was going to take action every single day to do things like my, uh, my book, online program, etc., etc. not knowing how to do it, but I just knew that I was going to focus on it every single day, take one step after the other until I got there. And uh, that's what I've done. And then when you get to that end point, you say, okay, so now what? And once you achieve a, each goal, you say, okay, so what am I going to do now? I feel like I want to step up. And you just keep moving uh, further and further along, uh, like connecting with, uh, with Kerry Podhast. That only happened because I'd finished the book because there's no sense in reaching out to her, in my mind, reaching out to someone like that before I've got the product to show them because they would say, okay, well, can you show me your book? And I'd say, well, it's not done yet. Or, uh, yeah, I can show you the first six chapters, but I can't show you the last three and it doesn't put it in context of what the whole thing is going to look like. Uh, so each part of success leads to that next part of success. So I listened to JT and he talks about how, um, how he got started and the first celebrity that helped him really uh, evolve with his brand was George Ross. Uh, George Ross, Donald Trump's right-hand man for 47 years. And uh, what that did was when JT was then working, <clears throat> pardon me, wanting to uh, do business with another person, they would see that, oh, wow, he's connected with George Ross. That's really powerful. And then uh, from George Ross... He then connected with um, a, you know, celebrities like um, Al Pacino and Sylvester Stallone and then Mark Warburg. I'm may, maybe getting the order wrong here. Uh, Gene Simmons from Kiss. And then each one of these celebrities said that they enjoyed the experience and they were trying to help someone else out. So then they would contact the next person. I think Steve Wozniak contacted Gene Simmons and Gene, oh, it might have been... I know it's exactly like that. And then one of them uh, maybe contacted Michael Eisner from Disney. And then um, because Disney had been working with Arnold Schwarzenegger or something, then they um, hooked JT up with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, so, you know, each one... Oh, that's right. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, got Sylvester Stallone 
to come along. So they had the same agents and all that kind of stuff. So all of these things are so interrelated. Um, they're just so interrelated. And you, so you just never know what opportunities can come. Um, for instance, I just saw a, uh, a post that um, Kerry Pothast had, had, had made. And because I'm on like her inner circle uh, now, uh, she'll post something and then somebody else that might connect uh, you know, writes a comment and the one that I just saw was, it's an ex, I think it's an ex-Olympic athlete that sent a message to her, uh, to Kerry, and then Kerry responded to that. But because I'm in the group, I get to see it as well. And it's like, well, you just never know how, you know, one thing can lead to another. And before you know it, you're having a tea party with uh, a bunch of ex-Olympians and, and just talking about their mindset and, and so forth, which I really love. Or seeing where, so how can, you know, we take this opportunity to something else? Uh, so I think all of these things that I have done so far have just come from the focus and from the choices that I've made to put my life in a different, posi uh, different position. I, mean, I, I want to be able to achieve so much in my life and that's only come about by the specific actions that I've taken. And I can tell you that my book, it's now finished, was a dream, if you like, for about a decade. And then I started to write it. Some, one of my clients said, oh, you should write a book. And I said, yeah, yeah, I've thought about it. But, you know, there's no money in books, so why would I bother? And then I started writing it, and for about five years, nothing happened. I just sort of wrote it a bit and I thought, oh, every now and then I'll write a little bit. And then I realised that, you know what, you are never going to get this finished at this rate. If you're only going to work on it, you know, for a few pages every couple of weeks when, when you've got time, you're never going to be able to achieve what you want to achieve. So instead, I said, I'm going to finish it in 12 weeks. And I thought, wow. You put a deadline on yourself that's really unreasonable and you watch how things change for you, how much you'll move, how much focus you'll have. And I just did simple things like that. Put an unreasonable deadline of 12 weeks to finish the book. So I think I had nine chapters to write. Uh, and then I did something else radical, which was to go to Bali to, for the purpose of writing my book. And I wrote six chapters over there. I thought I just need to get away from the business, get away from everything and just focus on writing. And uh, then when I came back, so that I, so I hadn't finished it, so that I didn't lose all that momentum, I uh, allocated time in my calendar every single day to make sure that I worked on it. Some days it might only be an hour or half an hour. Uh, no, actually, I think the shortest was an hour. And then other days it might be four or five hours where I had a bigger gap. And on weekends, I would write for you know, bigger periods of time. And that's how I ended up getting it done. Because once you start that snowball rolling, you just want to keep it rolling. You just want to keep adding more and more snow to it, make it bigger and bigger. And then it goes down the hill faster and faster. And then before you know it, you've finished. You've finished what it is that you'd set out to do. And that's where you start to get those life changes. Because when you do something huge like that, then you say, wow, I did this. Now what can I do? And for me, it was the next thing was about doing the online program. And uh, 
the same sort of process. I said that, well, I'm going to work on this every day, or actually I didn't say every day. I said I'm going to make sure I work on it every week and make sure that I'm progressing it at least three to four days out of the week um, so that I don't lose the momentum that I've created. And that just edges us closer and closer. So I just picked up the video files uh, last week for the program and then, I don't know, there's about 130 videos or something. Um, so that's really cool. So we're getting closer and closer. All that's come down to choices. Now, people say, oh, well, that's just really too hard. It's too hard for me to do that. Well, I'm recording this on a, on a Sunday and it's Sunday afternoon and I've just told the kids I'm going to take some time out. So we're almost up to 25 minutes. So I'm going to finish in a sec. Um, I'm going to take some time out to do this now and I'll spend the, the extra time with them when I've finished. But uh, I get up early still. So yesterday, Saturday, I was up at 20 past four in the morning so that I could make sure that I did the things that I needed to in the morning to keep moving things forward. Today, I got up early, not as early as that, it was about seven today, and again, started doing work so that I could start or continue moving things forward, whether it's working on some marketing, working on some videos, uh, you know, whatever it is. But where I wanna to get to might be different to where you wanna to get to. And so I always just wanna maximize my, le my sleep. But are those life choices, how is that working out for you? The current life choices that you're making, are you completely happy with every area of your life? And I would say, I'm yet to meet somebody that would say, I'm absolutely so stoked with every area of my life. Everybody wants more, even billionaires. They want something more than they currently have. They're looking to have a greater impact or whatever. Everybody's looking for more because that's how they got to where they are, by having that hunger. Now, um, I want you to have that hunger too and that focus so that you can achieve more for your life. Because trust me, when you start achieving more than you think you ever could, that's when life changes. And that's when you're like, wow, what have I been doing for most of my life? Why have I been wasting it? Get more out of it. Maximise life. Focused life choices. Are you happy with yours right now? Take a look and see how you can get more out. Talk to you tomorrow.